Welcome to your home inspector training. I am Garth Haslam, also known as the home medic. Today's subject, I want to cover all items roofing. This particular subject, I'm going to cover the subjects that basically apply regardless of whether you got an asphalt shingle or metal roof or flat roof or whatever you have. Sometimes there's a set of subjects that you need to be aware of regardless of what the roofing material is. This segment we're going to be talking about ice damming and we're going to be talking about tree issues and interfaces and flashing because it doesn't matter what sort of a roof you're looking at. You need to be very much aware of all of those issues and protect your client. Of course, one of the things I try to mention in all segments is that there are career enders in any of these subjects. And in this one, it's obvious. Basically, if you miss an ice damming problem or a tree problem or an interface problem, your client is not going to be happy with you when a month after you do the inspection, turns out you've got water running inside the structure and they want to sue you. So... As you're on the roof, and of course you want to do so carefully, the obvious career ender is that you fall off the roof. Now, does that happen? Yes, it does. I know a guy who has an empire of his own, and one of his guys actually fell off the roof, and he died. That's worse than a career ender. You want to make sure as you're up there that you know what you're doing. Don't do anything that's unsafe. Something I learned a long time ago is that if you believe that something is unsafe, your brain is going to make sure that it actually is. There are guys who climb mountains for a hobby who might be able to get up very easily into places that you and I would not go. That's okay. The response when you're dealing with the client is to say, I'm not in the mood to die today, and usually they will be just fine with that. Obviously, you've got to have some level of risk tolerance or you shouldn't be a home inspector. You do need to get onto the roof, I believe, but you need to do so safely. And you will have to decide what safely means to you. If you can't do it safely, don't do it. Okay, first subject that I want to cover under the, uh, the roofing category would be ice damming. Now, maybe if you live in San Diego or Orlando... This might be something you can skip over, but in the winter, when things get cold for the rest of us, what happens, the big picture is that snow falls on the roof. No big surprise there. What happens next is when things start getting ugly. The snow begins to melt and run down the roof, and before it makes it off the roof, it refreezes. That can happen for one of a variety of reasons, and we're going to be talking about all of those. But the first one might be that we have inadequate ventilation. Actually, let me go back. So that it refreezes and you begin to build up what is called an ice lens or an ice dam. At first, that lens is going to be very small. But then as more snow begins to melt and run down from above, that lens gets bigger and bigger. And as it expands, it goes pushing your roof around. If you've got asphalt shingles, for example, or tile or shake or whatever you have, that ice lens becomes more powerful than the shingles can resist. And so then it's turning your shingles into mincemeat. That is the damage that comes with ice damming. In addition, it can push water into places where it shouldn't go, and then you've got water running down, for example, maybe a wall, 
that kind of thing can happen too. But the primary problem associated with ice damming is what it does to the shingles and what it then does to the interior space now that the shingles are trash. So let me paint that picture a little wider for you. What would make, you might ask, snow melt on the crest of the home and then refreeze towards the drip line? That's a good question because the outdoor temperature is the same above both of those spaces. If you have inadequate attic ventilation, we all know that warm air likes to rise. So inside the attic, you're going to have, especially in a poorly vented attic, you're going to have warmer air near the crest of the roof than down below. In a well-vented attic, you're going to have the soffit vents that are allowing outdoor air into the attic. And then you're going to have some sort of a turtle vent or attic fan or turbine vent or whatever you have on the top side. Reason this is important is because you as the home inspector, one of your primary jobs are to go counting the number of vents that are on the roof. Now, if they've got an attic fan, depending on the size of the home, that by itself may be adequate venting on the top side. You still need air input, but if you've got an attic fan, that one fan is going to be adequate air output. By contrast, if you've got turtle vents, then there needs to be a number of them, or turbine vents, whatever the case may be. There needs to be adequate ventilation, and that ventilation will, of course, vary depending on whether you live in maybe New Hampshire or Kansas or Louisiana. But you need to learn how much ventilation and of what different kinds of ventilation there needs to be. One way of getting up to speed on that, of course, would be to just talk to somebody, maybe a roofer, see what is required in your area. Another would be to talk to other home inspectors, and another would be just to go doing a survey of attic vents in newer built homes in your area. So that's the ventilation side. If you have changes in slope, that can also be an ice damming problem. Imagine, if you would, this big ice sheet or the snow sheet that's running down maybe a 6 on 12 or 8 on 12 slope. And by the way, when those numbers are used, the 12 is the horizontal, 6 or 8 would be vertical. So a 12 on 12 slope would be basically a 45 degree angle, fairly steep by most standards. So let's say that you have an 8 on 12 slope and it changes down near the eaves to maybe a 4 or 3 on 12. So you got this big ice sheet that was running straight down the roof and now it's going to kind of jam against a, a roof that still slopes, but much less so. That is an area where you can have ice damming. Similarly, maybe you've got interfaces happening. Maybe you've got an east and a south-facing slope that are coming together. That would be in a valley, and a location like that, you can have ice damming there as well, especially if you're draining large areas, and especially if the slope in that drain is shallow. One answer for those valley-type ice dam problems can be to go with ice melting tape, and that's located, you can get that at Home Depot or Lowe's or pretty much any hardware store. That's one of the easier fixes associated with ice damming. Remedies for ice damming would be a better ventilation system, of course, and ice melting tape is another. 
depending on the house that you're looking at, if those two options don't work, you might be looking at a roof redesign. Now, quite often you'll have maybe a roof change directly above the front door where you got this big tower. And then on either side, you've got roofing that is causing water to flow around. Now, if you can imagine that scene, quite often you'll have this little cove area where water kind of has to flow through a small, I want to call it a siphon space, but a small space where you're getting a large drainage area that's coming around a small space. Those areas, sometimes the south side is okay because the south sun is going to melt that. Where the north side can be a huge problem because the sun is not there and then you've got all the other conditions that are needed for ice damming. If you are advising the buyer, you probably should just tell them to put ice melting tape on both sides. And as you're doing your inspection, you should note that you have the ice damming problem there. So I guess in addition to that, of course, go inside where the ice damming problem would show up and see if there's a history of that. What I tell people is that you can only see as much history as the most recent paint job. Sometimes that's not true because you can see where there's been patching and painting. And if you see that, of course, you know that there has been ice damming and damage to the shingles and interior space already. But in any case, you can get a pretty good idea of how much history they're letting you see. If it's been patched recently or if it's been painted recently, again, you live in a world of negativity where all signs are basically assumed to be the most negative possible. If it's been repainted, you have to ask yourself, why was this repainted? Sometimes that's just because they wanted to put a fresh coat of paint on, and sometimes it's because they had a problem and they were trying to cover it up. These are the things that you're paid to pay attention to. In the next segment, we're going to talk about other general roof problems. Uh, it's going to be trees and interfaces and flashing and get you up to speed so that you can serve your client well and avoid the career enders. HomeMedicUSA.com, Notchi.org, and as always, serve people well, make me proud. <laughs>